Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hey, good morning. It is Monday, July 24th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there as well. Casey Daniels 317, although there's an X now where the bird used to be. What is going on with that? Well, you know what? It's uh, it's a new rebrand from Twitter. And what are Here's they an saying? Here's an X. They're saying, isn't Elon Musk's one of his kids named X? Is that right? Yeah, like his youngest child is X. So there's no there's no more bird. There's just an X. Yeah. If you go to the Twitter homepage now, you'll oh, see an X up in the corner. Okay. So I'm going to ask you about this because you <laughs> you had the lifestyle show for years mm-hmm. and you know all about marketing and all this sort of stuff. McDonald's did this years ago where for years and years and years one of the largest, most successful franchises in the world. What did you recognize McDonald's as? It was the red. It was the golden arches. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the little playpen where kids could go have fun. (laughs) Play place. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know, about 15 years ago, they said, well, we're going to make the building, the presentation of McDonald's, fancy, schmancy. Mm -hmm. Now, the food is still basically the same, Mm -hmm. but the presentation is going to be, most of the buildings are white. There is some yellow incorporated now. There's almost no red. You will still see on some of the, like the marquees, there will be red or the billboards telling you, you know, hey, the McRib is back is still red. But why? why? Why when you have a known quantity, mega corporation, highly successful, why would you do that? Why rebrand? Why, yeah, why would you do that? I mean, uh, if there's issues with Twitter, the bird is not the issue. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, sometimes there is change just for the sake of change. And in the case of McDonald's, I think that's what you're talking about, just trying to modernize things. They introduced like the McCafe uh, items on the uh-huh. menu, which now they're canceling a lot of them, um, <laughs> which is interesting. And then they are now re-embracing the play place, which they started to get rid of. And you see things like Grimace making a comeback, which they were putting the characters kind of to the wayside. So it's almost like they're doing a 180 from where they were. But as far as Twitter goes, it's they're saying that they want it to be video and payment. And I don't think that this is just a rebrand brand of the logo. I think this is a total new rebrand of Twitter and what's going to be available and how you can use the app in the future. And I get that evolution is a part of any company. When we say today in the modern world, the cable company, most of what they do is not cable related. For many of them, it's internet or, you know, cellular. Many of them are in the cellular self, the cellular service business, whatever. But there is also, and McDonald's is perhaps a great example of this. And you just touched on that we're the McCafe and we're now we're super healthy. And it, what does McDonald's always revert back to? Hamburgers? Yeah, greasy food that French is terrible fries? for you, right? And the best Coke ever. That, that, is, that is what McDonald's always reverts back to. They've tried a million times. We do salads and now we do grilled chicken and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You now, can get your apple slices. People don't want that. If they want that, they'll go to the store and get the apple slices or the salad 
or this, that, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with Twitter. It, you are a platform by which people can express their thoughts. And it was great. It was 140 characters. You had to work at it a little bit. You had to be a little pithy. You had to be a little little creative. And that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And they keep changing the thing, just like McDonald's kept changing the thing, when people just want the thing. Uh, they're saying that the site, it's still going to be called Twitter. And the microblogging, they're still going to be called Tweets. Oh. But now the little blue bird logo has been replaced with the big black x oh. it's not even actually a big black x it's kind of a little black x <laughs> so, well whatever okay. i'm still just gonna put my at at robin kendall by the way if you'd like to read my uh because i i don't am i still at 240 or is it everyone 280 now Did, was everyone allowed to go to 280 what is the number is it still i don't know i pay so i i'm allowed oh, unlimited. Well, <laughs> unlimited thoughts for you yeah. well for us poor people i think it's 280 now is that right mm-hmm yeah, I so, think you're right. Does that sound right? Yeah. Well, if you want to read 280 characters worth of my thoughts, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter. <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on with Pete Buttigieg. Uh, so Republicans shot down an amendment that would have disclosed his 18 secret taxpayer-funded flights. Um, another example, and the reason I put this at the top of the hour, which, for those of you a little inside baseball, usually your top of the hour stories are kind of your main hard-hitting news stories that you really believe the most amount of people could or would want to focus in on. And you might say, well, why would I care about Pete Buttigieg's flights? First of all, because you need to know where he's going, what he's doing. There's 18 flights where a guy of immense importance in this country, you don't know those things. And the other reason is because it's your money that's on the line here. Mm -hmm. It's your money you're talking about. Now, the reason that the Republicans don't want to know where Pete Buttigieg went on these private flights and where your money was used and where you're... Isn't that amazing, the Republicans? We have no interest in knowing where your tax money is being spent is because they do it too. And their people do it, too. And Elaine Chow, Mitch McConnell's wife, who Donald Trump put in his cabinet and for some reason gets a free pass. And I have no idea. Another one of the many swamp creatures that Donald Trump put in a position of immense importance, uh, according to Politico, did the same thing when she was in the same position and it cost taxpayers like $94,000. So the Republicans, another example of how it's, what is the old saying? It's two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. It's lip service. But when it comes to finally getting information, finally understanding, finally telling you what they claim they want to know, they put their foot off the gas and they just say, oh, no, 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 because we know we're going to do it, too. OK, so this amendment was introduced by a rep from Illinois, Mary Miller, and it was shot down. But Buttigieg has traveled to Nevada, Florida, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Ohio and New Hampshire, all on a taxpayer funded Cessna. He's also used private planes to go to Canada. And so he's not the only one who's ever done this. The Health and Human Services Director or Secretary Tom Price, who resigned in 2017, he took 26 private jet flights, which cost taxpayers $1.2 million. So this says to me that Pete Buttigieg just isn't working hard enough. 
No kidding. <laughs> because well, that's a news flash. 2017, this other guy took 26 flights. Buttigieg just only got 18 under his belt. What was he slacking off for? He really needs to be on a commercial flight so that he can experience the delays <laughs> and the cancellations that people who pay for their plane tickets are experiencing. And then he can get to work to solving the problem. Can we talk here briefly about this poll in New Hampshire that says Trump is way down, but yet DeSantis isn't making up any ground? Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this this poll says, what, he, he's way down, but what, it's like only three or four points. Well, he's down nine points from the previous poll. However, Pete, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Ron DeSantis is down three points. Yeah. So even though Trump has lost ground, this is a poll just of New Hampshire voters. Poll was conducted by a group called JL Partners. And so while Trump has lost nine points overall, DeSantis has lost three. And we made, so Trump is down from 51 to 42. And so that would mean if I'm doing public school math here, he still has a 27 point lead over DeSantis. We made the, what now appears to be a mistake thinking, hey, DeSantis, these people are gonna leave Trump and they're going to go to DeSantis. Well, there are some people that are leaving Trump in various states. They're not leaving him in others, but they're not going to Ron DeSantis. They're not going to DeSantis. And here's the challenge. How do you challenge Trump without alienating his entire base? That's the problem DeSantis has. Now, he's been trying to lean farther right than Trump to make that happen, but it's not working for him. And you hit on an interesting point, which is, I think at this point, you have to risk alienating his base. Because what you're doing so far, I'm competent governor guy. Mm-hmm. I'm reliable conservative governor guy. I'm working. liberty and freedom governor guy is not working because these nominating contests especially have become this cult of personality thing where people are not voting based on how you've done your job. They're based on voting just solely based on how they feel. And if you're going to make it into a made-for-television reality show, then you gotta you got to play the part, right? Who stays on the island? Who, who, you know, who stays in Big Brother? It's, you know, it's the person that's kind of a little wild, a little wacky, a little conniving. It's a little bit of all the things. And right now, Ron DeSantis is not being all of those things. So what, the people in New Hampshire, they're looking for someone to tell them why they should not vote for Trump, but nobody is doing that. Yeah. Nobody is filling that slot. Now, I... Okay, Chris Christie gained a lot, according to this poll. Well, he spent a lot of time there, Casey. Well, okay, it's one poll. It's New Hampshire. Is that's not gonna that's no, not gonna track nationwide? No, no way, no way, no way, no way whatsoever. So Chris Christie went from two to eight in this poll. Now he had declared he's running. He is living there. I mean, he is. Let's face it. You got Tim Scott, who's gone from one to eight. Everybody else, your your boyfriend, Vivek's up to four. He started at one. Yeah. Um, and a lot of undecideds. So undecideds have doubled, basically, in New Hampshire. So the, many of these people who are leaving Trump are going to, I don't know, or some of these, these also-rans, and they're leaving DeSantis, too. So DeSantis got to do something. He's got to recalibrate, triangulate. The debates are going to be very important for him. He's going to need a big moment in those debates to to take the leap, or he's going to be the next Rick Perry. I think the debates are going to be very important. And, you know, Trump hasn't said whether he's going to be involved in that or not. And somebody suggested that while the debates are happening, he should have a sit down with Tucker Carlson 
and see who gets the better ratings on that. Well, if you remember, Trump did that in the Iowa debates in 2016. He got mad about something and had his own rally mm-hmm. instead of a debate. By the way, real quick before we go, go to break, Doug Burgum, he's the governor of North Dakota. He's now at 3%. Mm-hmm. You know who's losing to Doug Burgum, Casey? Who? Mike Pence. Oh, God. And that's just a shame. He's at a, a measly 2%. Mm-hmm. Again, Mike Pence still struggling mightily to make the debate stage. And boy, Casey, and, and we talked about this last week, you were gone. Um, I may have to just rush these stories. I assumed I had until January no. for story hour. No. We may be done by August. The, the clock is ticking on that one. I just, uh, boy, that's uh, just a shame to see Mike Pence doing so terribly. When we come back, Casey, you have to explain this Barbie phenomenon to me. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but we'll give it a shot. 17 after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on... 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Barbie, let's go party. Oh, yeah! Summer box office just went nuclear in a pink dress. 21 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Barbie movie ranking in $155 million over the weekend. And combined with the Oppenheimer movie, which Uh went out on the same day, uh, biggest weekend for movies pre-pandemic. Okay, so you're going to have to help me here Mm. because I have no idea what's going on on why this Barbie movie is such a big deal. Deal. And if it's striking a chord, well, because if it was going to be such a big deal, it's not like Barbie is some new thing. And if they thought this thing was going to make money, why didn't they do it years ago? Previously, well, they have tried. There have been Barbie movies. Well, there have been animated. Yeah, but why hasn't there been like a adult, like a adult Barbie movie? If this was such a big deal, I believe it was in 2016. There actually was going to be a Barbie movie. No. Gonna laugh at this one. It was a Barbie was gonna be played by Amy Schumer. <laughs> and Mattel said no. They 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 stopped it. Mattel right? Mattel been very protective over the brand. Boy, boy, that would not have done as well as this one. Um I was floored because we had this conversation before we went on air, that Margot Robbie is only 33 years mm-hmm. old. Because I said, wow, she's a little old to be playing Barbie. And then I looked, so she was like 20 when she was in Wolf of Wall Street then. Yeah. Uh, so Ryan Gosling, also in the movie, how old is he? He's in his he's four, old yeah, for being a Ken. Yeah, 42. Yeah. Although uh, he's very, he's, you know, he's Mr. Perfect Man. So he's very, he's very well-preserved and, you know, does all the things mm-hmm. and has all the trainers and whatever. So it's fun. I, I just think people are losing their minds minds over this like people are wearing pink Mm -hmm. to these shows they're getting photos in frames Mm -hmm. i'm seeing parties where it's a barbie themed parties Uh, it's a a barbenheimer thing people are people are going to see barbie and then oppenheimer both in the same day the memes have been fantastic you'll see the barbie meme and it's like this is instagram and then the oppenheimer picture and that's twitter yeah yeah and 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 there's like uh, these parties i can't just keep coming back to they're legit you dress up mm-hmm. like uh, Barbie or wear pink, and that is the theme of the party, and there's thousands or hundreds of people at these parties. 
I just, I didn't know. I mean, I knew Barbie was a big deal, but I didn't know it was still that big of a deal. I didn't, and I'm just wondering if this cash cow was readily at their disposal. Let's face it, Margot Robbie is not Shirley Temple, okay? Uh, she is not some great actress. So if it is just some well-assembled blonde woman and throw her on the screen... Why didn't they do this years ago? Well, I guess they were looking for the right script as well because Barbie. Oh, the script does not matter. <laughs> oh my God. When you've got a well assembled well, no, get cast. out of here with that. No, no, no. I'm saying it. Uh, what is this, The Godfather? <laughs> we were we had a great we had a great crime drama with Marlon Brando. We were just looking for the right script. No way. <laughs> no. Okay. So Barbie is intentionally a blank slate. You know, she's had over 250 different careers. So finding <laughs> one specific story. It's difficult. Oh, get out of here with that garbage. You had a whole day to come up with a take on this, and that's what you come back with. They were looking for the right script. Well, you asked why it's so popular. I mean, it's an iconic toy, right? It's part of the American culture. Apparently, I haven't seen the movie, but apparently the soundtrack is great. Uh, it's going to make a lot of really good Halloween costumes for people. You know, you know, uh-huh. this fall, there are going to be a ton of Barbie costumes. There are certain moments in our society, and this has happened all throughout our very storied history as a country, where there is some sort of amnesia or psychosis or hypnosis or whatever gnosis you want to throw out there, and the public becomes consumed with something so ridiculously stupid, and we will look back on it and go, why did that happen? And that is this. There is no rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. There is no rhyme or reason for any of this. Struck a chord. Well, you have to also consider that 50% of the country's population has most likely played with one of these dolls. Yeah, but okay. Uh, uh, Here is the most relevant thing I can compare it to, and this may be a terrible comparison, but I'm working off the fly here, so bear with me. When the Transformer movie came out, Mm -hmm. or perhaps the follow-up, the G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is probably a better comparison than Transformers because more kids played with G.I. Joes, and it has been around a lot longer. So negate the Transformer comparison. Let's do G.I. Joe. The G.I. Joe movie came out. (laughs) It was big at the box office. A lot of people went... But it wasn't. People were not dressing up like GI Joe. But this is because it's a woman thing. I think it's just because the uh, Barbenheimer. It was such a good marketing tactic Mm -hmm. for them to come up with that, and so people just became obsessed with it. Have you seen the electoral maps? That people are doing? What? Uh, oh, yeah. Whether What are you saying? <laughs> in different states. Like, obviously, in New Mexico, Oppenheimer is the bigger movie because that's where it was shot and uh-huh. everything. Sure. But the entire southern part of the country, Barbie, is the number one movie by far. Because all these sorority girls want to go pretend that they're Barbie. And so they've made up an electoral <laughs> map. Like, sure. you know, whether it's Barbie or Oppenheimer, who would win? Let me say this as clear as I possibly can, Casey. Ridiculous. Let, let me just, let me look at both of you. I'm going to look both of you in the eye. I can't do it at the same time, but I will, I will just, I want to make sure Kev knows as I'm making eye contact. Let me make eye contact with the, uh, talk to me. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the YouTube chat. I am so glad. Mm-hmm. And I can't say this definitively enough. I am so glad that I'm out of the dating game 
I don't have to deal with this bull crap. I don't have to placate this. I don't have to pretend like it's normal or acceptable or anything else. I have never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever been more happy for my to have my wife than I am right now because I don't have yeah. to deal with any of this because this is stupid. Well, yeah. you know what? Eventually, I think you are going to have to deal with this because you do have a daughter and there is some point in her life where she's going to be at a store or at a friend's house and she's going to see a Barbie and she will most likely play with it. Look. This is not some Hillary Clinton book. It does not take a village, Casey. I've got this under control. Okay, but you know what, Rob? Sometimes a movie is just a movie. Sometimes people want to go to a movie just to escape everyday life and the negativity in the world and just have a good time. You know how I escape negativity, Casey? (laughs) The news with Kurt Darling, and it's up next. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 1032. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number for your voicemails, as we love hearing from you and your contribution to this wonderful show. All right. Before we get to the meat of our voicemails today, and you have a very fabulous uh, letter to read to us, mm-hmm. uh, we did get a phone call from one of the great WIBC listeners slash super fans, Drake, and he wanted to welcome you back oh. to the radio show. The gang's back together again. That's right. Casey's back from vacation. The Kendall and Casey show is complete once again, and there's a whole lot more sex appeal. But I'm All right, guys, this is your boy Drake. I love you. I'm happy everything's back to normal. No one go on vacation anymore. I love and miss you all. <laughs> Cheerio. That was nice, Drake. Uh, yes. Did you have fun on your vacation, by I the way? I did. You know, it started off really rough. It did. Let me just tell you. So, <laughs> it had been like almost two years since I had any real vacation, any time off uh, due to, uh, well, you know, moving, starting a new job, and some pretty harsh medical reasons. So, finally get this vacation. You're like wishing me the best of luck. Oh, my gosh. Have so much fun. Yes. This is going to be great. Friday, get off work, go home, pack up, get in the car, drive down to Louisville, and you know what happens? The car overheats and breaks down on the highway. And uh, the car wasn't really the only one having to break down on the highway. There was me too. But we uh, we put some oil in it and topped off the coolant, drove all the way back to Indy, and then Saturday morning, dropped it off of the shop, rented a car, yeah. and drove all the way down to Florida because I was like, I am going on vacation come hell or high water. And it was and a very fancy schmancy place you stayed at too. It, it was. Very nice. It was. It was really nice. The dude did good. And I have to tell you, because he owed me. He owed me. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I saved his life at one point. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, okay. Time, okay. Time out. He owed I'm going to need Kev to come in here and be the mm-hmm. arbiter on this. If the person you've spent your life with and raised a child with, <laughs> if that person is in need of some sort of serious medical attention, mm-hmm. Which no doubt he was, and no doubt had you not acted swiftly, he, you know, who knows. I'm not sure he owed me <laughs> no, is the proper response, no, right? No, you I, did. I just, I don't he know totally if that's, owed me. I, I, don't know if that's, I saved his life, Rob. He owed me. Uh, that's part of your duties, though. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Through, through he owed, you owe me big time. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, he did really good. He did really good. The first day we were there, he set us up well. He, Both of us. He set us up with a spa day. Oh, well, he's such a romantic. Yeah. So I, I got a nice massage, and that's how kicked off. Great. De-stress. Wonderful. Get it all out of the way. And then we had some fun. I'm so happy it went so, well for you. Yeah. Okay, so while you were gone, Friday, <laughs> Kloppensteinstein was in uh, guest hosting for you. Yeah. And we got on a rather long conversation about Kev's Friday plans in which Kev decided he was going to tear it down in Broad Ripple at a Turkish punk rock. Uh, it was Turkish psychedelic synth rock. Yeah, circuit Turkish what? psychedelic synth rock because as a woman, nothing says remove my underwear and throw it on stage like Turkish psychedelic synth, synth. Right. rock. That's quite the genre. And what was the name of this group that you went to see? Alton Goon. Alton Goon. And Kev, <laughs> Kev drove his uh, his van, <laughs> which is not in any way creepy to see a single man driving a van through the greater downtown Broad Ripple area right. to the concert, uh, went in. And uh, I guess had you had yourself a had yourself a time. It looked like you were sending videos, and it looked like you at one point attempted to approach the lead singer, which is a woman, and she told you get the hell out of my way. Yeah, and I saw her at the bar, and then before I could have a chance to approach her, she ran up to the green room. Was, did, you, did you get her one of those Uno she Gold saw stickers? You coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you get her one of those Uno Gold stickers that you were giving to guys in the bathroom? See, now you know that what? would be a great would have been a great opportunity. I didn't even think about bringing those. Yes, he takes them to the men's bathroom, but. Not when he's actually trying to meet well, somebody. After you shut me down on that, I just stopped taking him. I, yeah, I shut his will to live. I sucked Kev's will to live. Uh, yeah. We did get a phone call. Uh, somebody very, very interested about how it went for you. Hey, everybody. This one's for Kev. I feel like we need a full reporting of how the Turkish psychedelic punk rock band show went. How was the crowd? How was the music? How many tens of twos of people showed up to that? <laughs> I also want to say real quick that Rob is correct about going solo. Now, Rob, I know you don't judge people by their appearances, but if you were ever to meet me, you would probably judge me by my appearances. I am ugly. <laughs> I am goofy looking as anything I'll get out. But there was one time I went out and I had a buddy with me, and I ended up meeting this girl there from East Germany. And she had just gotten into the country and didn't know nobody, and it was going really well. I thought I was about to knock something off of my checklist or genre list if you get my meaning <laughs> and my buddy taps me on the shoulder man my old lady at home is making me come home we gotta go we gotta go and i'm the one who drove so i missed out on a whole opportunity that uh i can only dream about now so yes from now on when i go out i go solo uh i could have took a trip to east germany if you get my drift <laughs> have a good one guys oh man and east german women are wild <laughs> Well, you would know you lived in Germany for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was in the former East uh, Berlin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how'd it go? I'll tell you, they were uh, they're pretty wild over there. So was it worth I, it? Was it was it worth an evening of your time to go see the Turkish psychedelic punk rock experience? Yeah, I would say it was worth it. I mean, it pretty much put me in a trance. I was just you know kind of in awe of the performance. And there was some guy playing the bongos as the opening act? Is yeah, that right? so they had a Brazilian guy. It was actually a duo, a guitar player and a drummer, and they were playing uh, Brazilian bossa nova. Oh. So it was a true cultural experience. <laughs> yeah, it was. You had a little bit of everything. I told yeah. Kev, I said I saw, because I had somebody who was, I know, who I'm friends with, whatever, who was working there. There was some sort of Barbie party at the Vogue yeah. the night after. Of and course. I said, Kev, that's where I saw the crowd. That 
is where you should have well, been. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I should have just dressed up as Ken mm-hmm. and yeah. gone to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, what a what a missed experience, but we're glad you had a good time. Kloppenstein, Stein, and I were incessantly texting Kev at about 1 a.m., making sure that he made it out okay, okay. that he was still alive. We got no response, and then like 12 hours later, Kev, hey, I'm alive. I had a great time. I'm here. I'm did still you, with you. Did you think I ended up in a Turkish prison? Well, we had no idea where you ended up, and we were very concerned. <laughs> did you say that they charged you $21 for a, a double vodka? Yeah. Wow. It was, uh, Tito's. Um, hey, Tito's. Was it like, I think I got hosed. Yeah, you did. Somebody stole your money. Yeah. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, it was a double shot of a uh, Did it, it come in a souvenir cup? It, it, it came in, it just came in like a plastic cup. <laughs> was it an cup. Alton Goon cup? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope some of that money went to the band. <laughs> I have a feeling it did not, but maybe, I, I don't, man, that's really expensive. That is really expensive. Uh, I want to hang on to that letter because I want to have plenty of time to mm-hmm. get into this. So like next hour, yeah. maybe can we do that? Casey got some incredible fan mail, <laughs> uh, but I know Hammer <laughs> is going to join us next mm-hmm. and we want to get into the, the passing of Ron Sexton. We yeah. want to talk about that because he was uh, knew him pretty well. So I, I want to give plenty of time for that. So just save that for next hour. Yep, you got it. Hammer's next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 1044. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Jason Hammer joins us in the studio from the number one rated Hammer and Nigel program. Welcome back. Thank you. You look tan, you look refreshed. It's amazing going a week without having to look at Rob Kendall. What 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 that can do do to someone. I know, I know. If you just go sit somewhere under a tree and don't uh, pay any attention to any of this, it it does. (laughs) It helps a lot. Um... I, sounds like they're going to let you leave the studio and go to the fair. Hey, that's awesome. Where are we going? Uh, the fair? I thought that's what they said. Broadcasting Hammer and Nigel. Is that what they said? That may have been the first time I heard about that, but let's go. I didn't hear the whole thing. I just thought I thought maybe I'd tee that up for you. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm excited. Like We've been begging to take this show out on the road more mm-hmm. often I, here. And I may have misheard it. I thought that's what it said, but uh, sorry for no, teeing that up. for a while. Eat all know. of the food. Oh, I plan to. All of it. It had been rumored for a while. I just didn't know it had been officially well, official. I, I was just, you know, I was trying to get the segment ready, and I was heard the half the promo, and so... Uh, Dude, sending us out to the fair is going to be a blast, and I hope everybody joins us, because I believe it's going to be a beer sample Friday oh, yeah. and the Sticks concerts that night. Mm-hmm. So let's get out there. Let's do the things. Let's let's do some debaucherous things and have some fun. Uh, did want to take a few moments, because I know you, uh, well, I don't know, I don't know if friends is the right right word, but you were certainly uh, associates, acquaintance with Ron Sexton, who passed away over the weekend. Most people know by now he played the uh, Donnie Baker character on Bob and Tom. And boy, I'll tell you what, the outpouring Mm -hmm. of support for that guy. I mean, like, again, I know he's part of a nationally syndicated radio show, but he's not Tom Griswold, right? I mean, it's not, it's, it's, he's not Bob and Tom. And you, it shows the impact that guy had on so many people because it has just been like a flood on social media of tributes and like, not, I'm not talking about radio people, I'm talking about regular people. I mean, the guy clearly had a huge impact. So, professional 
against personal here, right? Personally, he always treated everybody like you were, you know, a good person. He was never too big for you, never too good for you. Would always sit down, laugh. Um, I spoke to him a lot about baseball stuff. Like, it's weird, right? Uh, He became a baseball coach down in Florida, and I coach travel baseball stuff. So, obviously, he does radio. I do radio. He used to come on our podcast back when we did the bar show days, and just an awesome, fun, good dude to us. So, I think the last time I texted him was a couple months back. This is shortly after the the shooting incident. And, uh, you know, we just texted back and forth a little bit but uh professionally you got to remember what he means to that program the bob and tom show yes the donnie baker character was the breakout character probably what he's best known for but he does so much other stuff over there from kenny tarmac Mm -hmm. and like it's like when you watch an episode of you know, the Simpsons, you don't realize how many voices Hank Azaria does until you sit back and think about it. If you watch Family Guy, you're like, wait a minute, Seth MacFarlane does all those voices. He was one of those types of guys. And on top of that, great sports broadcaster. He kind of cut his teeth doing sports stuff. You know, Mark Patrick and, you know, JMV and him, they were all kind of together over at 1260. And that's when Nigel was in the building at X103. Nigel worked at X103? <laughs> no way. He rarely mentions that. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's become a drinking game. <laughs> who says they're catchphrase more Kamala Harris the unburdened by what has been or mm-hmm. Nigel back when I worked at X103 <laughs> um, but no Nigel <laughs> worked in that building and you know he was a phenomenal sports broadcaster too just a guy that could really do it all fun guy good dude man and I hate to see it in this way and you really wish because you, you really wish people, and maybe he did, I'm sure, you know, obviously he went to events and people would line up to get his autograph and to shake his hand and get a photo with him. It's amazing how many photos I've seen of just regular people who had photos with the guy that you hope he knew how much people actually loved and cared about him. Because, again, you always wish people could see the outpouring while they're here because you know they're right. they're not here to see it. I think he did cuz he went on the road, right? He did the comedy shows and that's where he was at this past weekend when he was found unresponsive in the hotel room, a comedy show in Ohio. And the people that go to see him they appreciate it. I mean, they're yelling out the catchphrases. I swear to God, they're doing all the Donnie Baker stuff, right? State law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're doing the things. I think he knew, but man, just seeing the outpouring of support from different types of people, you know, the people from his personal life, the people professionally, it's the radio people, it's the sports people. He kind of was just all things, you know, and just an awesome guy. And I hate this. I always wondered this about him because obviously the, the uh, was a hair hat. Would that be the correct way to describe what he wore the, you know, with the. Like the mullet wig yeah. and the Zubas pants. Yeah. I mean, and- he, he actually looked, if you saw him, like it would, it would be weird when you would see him like a professional photo shot of Ron Sexton, the guy, because when he was on stage, he dressed up like the Donnie Baker right. character. It's almost a guy who could have while he was so immensely popular, have ventured into anonymity in his personal life because it, when you remove the getup and the wig and the hat and the Zuba pants and the right. stupid T-shirts. Didn't and, look like him. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird so thing. Much he looks so, like a baseball coach. Yeah. Well, so much so that Indy Star can't even get the right picture. Boy, that was bad. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
the Indy Star, shortly after the news breaks, and of course they're the last ones to, I think, really report on it, they used a photo that they just found online, and it was supposed to be his character, Donnie Baker, Ron Sexton's character, Donnie Baker. Well, they found a photo of an old employee of the Star dressing up as Donnie Baker for Halloween. Oh, no. And it wasn't even close to being Ron. Oh, no. And they also got his age wrong in the article. I mean, it was just a complete dumpster fire post Mm. from the Indy Star. And this is why print media, I mean, I know, look, I know there have been immense budget cuts, and I know that there probably is some, it was probably some low-level intern who they were like, just throw something up. Right. But you, can, you can't do would, that. Somebody who would never listen to the show or yeah, heard the show. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, there's 10 million photos of the guy, and he's right. a very prominent local figure. It's not like, you know, hey, the janitor from Franklin, not if you're a, a janitor in Franklin, you're anyway demeaning you. I'm just saying, this is a local prominent Person, a national touring comedian on a national radio program. Yeah, you can't make that mistake. Like, I'm sure if you did a Google search on Jeff Foxworthy, you're going to find somebody dressed up like Jeff Foxworthy, but there's going to be literally a million other photos. So the way that the Indy Star, I'm sure they they're pulling their photos is they've got a an approved list of pictures that they have to go from. It's not like it's a Google search. Right. But they have to have other photos. Didn't anybody look and say, this one's a little different than the other ones? That's the one they had in the system. So that's the one they're going to go with. Unbelievable. Just such a lack of awareness really is. It would have taken two seconds to say, okay, is this the guy? If you're not sure who it is, Rob, if I'm telling you, hey, I want you to do a Google search on Carlos Zambrano, and you don't know anything at all about baseball, (laughs) and you find a couple pictures, you're like, let me make sure that this is the guy. Right. You know? just uh, Yeah, it was absolutely unbelievable. And look, everybody makes mistakes, but man, I mean, you want to talk about i mean that was the paper i guess it technically still is the paper of record in this city think about what has become of that well that's why they're giving it away for a dollar now mm-hmm. well that's a good point the like you get a year subscription for a dollar mm-hmm. now you're gonna get the wrong picture on a famous deceased celebrity you're, you might get his age wrong a little bit and you're gonna get some great op-eds from jefferson shreve as to why republicans should be against gun oh, control okay but- you went there so i'm gonna ask you this and i'm gonna <laughs> ask you and i know this goes against every fiber in your body just be professional with me for about 30 seconds here okay i can't make that well guarantee. i know and i'm gonna put this up to you because i think you can do it so jefferson shreve is coming in wednesday we're gonna to interview him take away and i know this is hard to do because you're so passionate because you love indianapolis i know you're so disappointed just for a moment take away your emotion out of this and because our goal and the time we have with him is we want to ask the stuff that we think is on the minds of the people what is one thing you would actually like take the emotion out of it the disappointment the whatever you're feeling as a broadcaster what is one thing you would like to know from him about this about this whole situation? Yeah, like, like the whole, you know, the, the public safety plan, the gun plan, whatever. What is something you would actually like to know? What was the rollout plan? Was this your idea or is this somebody else's? Because he's got advisors ripping on WIBC. He's got advisors ripping on Guy Relford. Last time I checked, WIBC and Guy Relford were pretty popular with Republican voters. Guns were popular with Republican voters, law-abiding citizens. So is this your idea? Because if this is your idea, 
man, what other bad ideas do you have in store that you're going to roll out later? I think that's a really fair question, and I think it's one that definitely needs to be asked, is how did you go about putting together the public safety plan? Who influenced you to go from the position that you seem to have held in previous, you know, statements, questionnaires, Had a great rating from the NRA years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. So what changed in the lead up to this? And I think that's got to him. Yeah, I don't don't think that's a gotcha question. I think it's very fair. How do you put the plan together? It's unfair that he released this after the primary. Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's also a fair question. Because had people known this before... He may not be the potential. And if this is Mark Lubber's work, who's like one of the main advisors mm-hmm. on his campaign, that's also the guy that's ripping on this radio station, ripping on the listeners of this radio station, basically saying, we do everything for theater around here. That's your advisor, the same guy that helped bring down the Luger machine. You hitched your wagon to that guy. If you're listening to him, God, you deserve to lose. Yeah, I think that's those are both very fair things that he needs to be asked. And look, that's why I think that is why he's coming in. He wants an opportunity to to explain it. I think he knows he's going to get a fair shake with us. I, I just I, I worry about he we have reached an, and it's because it's been so long now. I mean, it's been several weeks. Right. Can he win people back at this point? So here is what I would like from you guys, because I know how this is going to work. You guys are going to do great. You're going to ask the questions. He's going to give you try to give you 18-minute-long answers. Mm-hmm. You've got to cut him cut, off and get to the through. good stuff. Don't you know, let him get away with You know what's going to be interesting about this is in situations like this, Rob is the one who is normally the nice one. Cut him off. Yeah. Like, say, hey, no, we're not doing that. Peyton Manning used to do that. He told people, yeah, you tell me what time it is, I'm going to give you an 18-minute answer so you can't ask more questions. What's coming up this afternoon? Oh, uh, we got... We got Guy Ralford! A little loud there, Kev. Uh, Guy Ralford coming in with us. Uh, We'll talk more about the Shreve situation, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the passing of Ron Sexton with Nige. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. Thank you! Turn it up, Kev! Rip off the knob, baby!